Search no more, my friends. You have found the Sunday Stroll edition of the Turn Fantasy Golf Podcast. My name is Andrew Putters, and along with my friend Joe Nicey, we're going to break down the NFL every week just for a few minutes, talk about who we like, who we dislike. If you're listening to us for the first time, wherever it is you listen to us, hit the subscribe button, hit the like, share with your buddies. If you don't like what you're hearing, just forget about what you heard. Try us again next week. We'll try to do a better job. Once again, this is the Turn Fantasy Golf Podcast. Sunday Stroll Edition. Welcome in to the Turn Fantasy Golf Podcast Sunday Stroll Edition. My name is Andrew Putters, and I'm here with my buddy Joe Nice. We're going to talk a little fantasy football. We're going to recap week seven and head into week eight. Joe, uh, a lot of good games this week early, uh, and then there were some blowouts followed up by a great game last night in the, the Thriller in Arizona. It still, to me, Joe, just doesn't feel the same without fans. How you feeling watching? I, mean, I know you've caught a little bit of football. Just to me, it's just it's just like watching a scrimmage almost. Yeah, um, I mean, there's there's definitely been some games that you can get into. Um, had a chance to watch the Titans Steelers game with a bunch of buddies yesterday. Obviously, we're kind of in Titans country. Um, shout out, mate! Shout out, Rob, for the wings. They were awesome. Uh, <laughs> but that one was fun. I mean, so you still have some kind of kind of good atmospheres. Two good teams playing a tight game. Um, where it feels fine, everything feels totally normal. Um, but like you're saying, man, some of these some of these games you tune in, um, just no crowd there. Kind of, you know, if it's two two kind of lesser teams, there's just nothing seem to be much going on. Um, but scoring's been crazy, man. Fantasy scoring has been absolutely crazy, and yesterday was a was a perfect example of that. I mean, you had guys blowing up left and right. Um, I'm sure a lot of people put up huge numbers in their fantasy leagues. Um, I know I put up some huge DraftKings scores, but so did everyone else. <laughs> so it's kind of one of those weeks where there was some some chalk value that came up due to injuries um, throughout the week. We saw Jamal Williams uh, step in for Aaron Jones, Giovanni Bernard step in for Mixon. Um, you know, a couple of really good spots like that with with solid backups um, that were kind of thrust into to big roles. Um, so man, yeah, man, it was a really interesting week in Week Seven. Absolutely. So let me recap real quick what happened in week seven. Philadelphia holds off the New York Giants 22-21. Detroit come from behind victory when neither team wanted to win over the Atlanta Falcons 23-22. Find new uh, ways to lose, buddy. We find, find ways to lose every week. Yeah, Cleveland Browns uh, beat the Cincinnati Bengals 37-34. Like you said, it's Pittsburgh. Uh, jumped out to a huge lead on the Titans and held them off. Uh, Carolina Panthers lose to the Saints 24-27. Buffalo, I thought Atlanta was working their way back in to the uh, the, the the Trevor Lawrence lottery, with, but the New York Jets did not disappoint, losing to the Bills 18-10. Uh, this is probably the most telling game so far of this week. Washington football team annihilate the Dallas Cowboys. They beat them in every way in this game, 25-3. to Never close, never a good game. Uh, Andy Donald or Andy Dalton gets crushed on a, on a video I tweeted out a couple times yesterday. Uh, Green Bay Packers 
Or that score was 25 to three, by the way. Green Bay Packers uh, just owned the Houston Texans 35 to 20. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Vegas Raiders 45-20. Kansas City blows out the Denver Broncos 43-16. San Francisco beat the New England Patriots, who seem to be lost as of right now, 33-6. Jacksonville loses to the Los Angeles Chargers 39-29. And uh, Arizona Cardinals end up uh, coming back and beating the Seattle Seahawks 37-34. And as we speak, it uh, looks like it is 10 to 3 LA Rams over Chicago Bears. Uh, so you said find new ways to lose. Uh, what do you see in the yellow Falcons Detroit game? Um, I, saw, I saw nothing new. Um, nothing new from Atlanta. Um, my computer's going nuts. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> uh, nothing new from Atlanta, man. Uh, just the same old, same old. Um, Look really kind of listless and lifeless out there, despite you know having tons of talent on the offensive side of the ball. Um, you know, can't close out games. Um, so you know whether you chalk it up to the coaching staff or to the players, um, keep kind of getting the the same old song and dance from them. And uh, like I said, they just find new ways to lose in creative ways, even against the Detroit Lions, who usually find a way themselves to lose. But Atlanta topped them this week. Um, so that's my takeaway from that, man. I'm kind of kind of mad at the Falcons right now. Yeah, the, um, you're talked to you before this, we started the show about. I just continue to be super impressed with Joe Burrow. Um, they came out on the short end of the deal there against Cleveland. OBJ out for the year, by the way, torn ACL. Um, but Joe Burrow just continues to impress me. So I, I feel like they can definitely go places with him if he's got to get an offensive line up there, though. Um, just just completely under siege all day again. And Baker Mayfield looked good um, for Cleveland, probably his best performance of the year. Um, Aaron Rodgers' revenge tour continues. Um, Aaron Jones was out, so it was just a ton of Devontae Adams. Um, if you got Rodgers and or Devontae in your lineups, you're doing great. You know a little something about that. Um, and, yeah, man, the Cowboys, they're just done. They're done for this year. If you're a Cowboys fan, I'm sorry, but it's over. Pack it in. Um, Dax down. The team is playing with no fight in them. And what do you think, Andrew? Is there a chance we see Mike McCarthy just last one year in Dallas? No way. There's no way Jerry Jones will admit that he did something that wrong that quickly, in my opinion. Uh, maybe it wasn't all – I think we always knew we had big personalities in Dallas. Uh, and maybe it took here, – here goes my computer now. We're, we got videos on mine. Okay, so uh, we always knew we had big personalities in Dallas, and maybe it took a coach to come in there that is definitely not a player's coach. We've known that from the past with the issues he had at Green Bay to come in there and really just rock the core of that team and expose the fact that they need a coach that's almost going to have to suck up to every player and kiss their – and, you know, give them a high five. And let's be honest, I mean, you can see it from Dak. Uh, Definitely after the injury, he was obviously an emotional uh, leader for that team. And I don't mean necessarily a pump-up leader, but I mean somebody could control the emotion of the team, always keep people focused. And maybe with him not there, they're just lost. That's my thought. And Andy Dalton could not look worse as a quarterback in the yeah. NFL. 
I agree with you on Dak, man. I kind of get the feeling that however you want to, however you want to say it, um, I kind of get the feeling that he's the heart and soul of that team. Um, kind of, I think that's kind of what you're getting at, and I feel the same way, man. Um, kind of the heartbeat of that team, and without him in there, they just don't seem to have any confidence in Andy Dalton. Um, the defense obviously is bad, but um, they at least were putting up points and playing hard with Dak in there. Um, but yeah, man, I think I think it's just it's mailed in time. Uh, it's mailed in time, and and see where you're at in the draft next year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's touch on the uh, lot of fight from the Titans coming back, roaring back down 21, coming back, getting it close. Uh, but Big Ben, let's be honest, he looks like a 10, 10 year younger Big Ben. It's literally playoff mode watching him play football right now. Uh, and you gotta, you gotta respect what he's been able to do over his career. Uh, it's very impressive with the amount of different, uh, I mean, this is probably his third different style of players that roll through on offense. And I'll tell you what, they don't have the names that they used to have. They don't have the James Harrison or the Palomalo or the Green uh, names in that defense. That defense is beastly. Yeah, they're very good, man. Um, Bud Dupree stands out as a as kind of a, a really rising star on that defense, I feel like. Um, and they're just well coached. Um, they've had a lot of injury issues um, over the last couple of years. And anytime you, you take a, a player of the caliber, a big man, and and he misses the entire year, basically the entire year, like last season. I mean, that's going to hurt your team. Um, but he's back and playing great. Um, like I said, they're just a well-coached team. And the same can be said for Tennessee, man. I, I think Mike Grable's an excellent football coach. <clears throat> they know what they want to do. Arthur Smith's an excellent offensive coordinator. Um, that was just two really good football teams, two well-coached football teams, uh, battling it out. Uh, probably a – Probably a sneak peek of a possible playoff matchup there yesterday with those two. Absolutely. Um, scrolling on down, Buccaneers, Tom Brady smiling from ear to ear, uh, where the Patriots are not. Uh, is this is this maybe – I'm not saying that we're going to leave it all on Tom Brady's hands. You know, there's kind of a rift at what's it going to look like after Brady leaves. Is it the Tom show or is it the Belichick show? I think this is just a, a a light shown on the darkness of the New England Patriots that they have failed to build a program that will last years and down the road. They were in a rebuilding season whenever Tom was on his way out. Belichick didn't want to admit that, and it's really showing now. I mean, there's no viable weapon on that offense, and it's really disappointing because I didn't think that Cameron Newton was done with his career. You know, I mean, watch him play several years ago, maybe just the – the division he was in was a little softer or something, but he dominated at Carolina for a few years. And it just – they threw the ball a lot yesterday, and it did not look good. I don't know if it was the scheme or what, but how it did yeah, not look um, I mean, that's that's never been his strong suit, standing in the pocket throwing the football. We know that he was he's capable of doing that, but that's never really been the, the, the strongest part of his game. Um, he's just a big physical player, man, that runs with the ball, can move around, make plays, and – I feel like the injuries over time have kind of kind of robbed him of that ability, a lot of it. Um, I mean, we might still see spurts and flashes of him doing that, but um, when he tries to just sit in the pocket, it's just not working right now. And that's that's uh, made even more evident by the by the lack of weapons that he has that he's throwing to. And and I think you can safely say that that Tom Brady kind of kind of hid a lot of the issues with that team. Um, maybe maybe gives us a little 
course, we obviously already respected Tom Brady, but maybe even a little bit of newfound respect there for him, um, seeing just exactly how they look um, without him in there. But, yeah, man, you can make the argument that they've they've been doing it without stars, uh, without a ton of talent for, for the last handful of years. Um, but it's really evident now that they're kind of, uh, you know, they're almost in the same boat as Dallas. I don't think they've they've called it in quite like that yet. They'll keep fighting. Belichick will keep coaching them hard. Um, so, you know, they'll, they'll probably win some football games down the road, but don't look good at all, man. Uh, looks rough in New England. Looks like, you know, we might have a kind of a change of the guard coming in the NFL. Absolutely, yeah. And like I said, you know, the, I think week one they won a very boring game. I don't remember. Maybe they played Dolphins, I guess. Seemed like. Yeah, I think so, Miami. Very boring game, won by 10 or 11, 12 points, something like that. Ran the ball a lot, threw a lot of short passes, uh, managed the game clock very well offensively. And I, that's kind of the team that we kind of expected to see all year. And really, especially last week, didn't see it. And, I mean, they ended up benching that Newton went with the uh, Stidham, I believe. Uh, I, don't, I, don't really, I didn't really keep up with that after that. But, after, anyway, the game was way out of hand by that point. Um, and, really, the, to be honest, the D-line, the 49ers are hurt. So, uh, it's just kind of surprising they weren't able to move the ball against that team that way but anyway uh, moving on week eight you don't have to go long to watch your falcons lose again they play thursday night football against the panthers uh interesting game we we I, i'm wondering where we're going to be with the running back situation in carolina being thursday game we got a bye coming up week 10 i think i think the plan was or the hope is going along with the panthers that if we can wait a couple more weeks and stay around 500 and really give a playoff push whenever McCaffrey comes back. That is the plan. They definitely don't want him to get hurt. I mean, he's their franchise player. Um, so that's an interesting decision coming up for you fantasy guys. And Mike Davis has looked really bad the last couple of weeks, mainly because they played two great run defenses. Um, and obviously the Falcons are not that. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, great, great matchup for Davis. He he stepped into the role there in a couple of really good matchups. And like you said, uh, kind of came back down to earth last couple of weeks, um, mainly because of, of the matchups, um, playing playing a couple of pretty tough defenses, uh, kind of made him look more average than, than he did initially. A couple more games I got on to look. Obviously, for me, I want to check out the Colts-Lions games. Teams in very similar situations. they got to figure out if they're going to crap or get off the pot uh, as far as the NFL. In the National Football League, that is, <laughs> for me, uh, two-story franchises. But game of the week's got to be Steelers-Ravens. Uh, going to be a lot of helmets clicking. A lot, probably a lot of people get hurt in this game. Uh, two great teams, one undefeated, one with one loss. Uh, it's going to kind of – uh, show the way of who's going to win the uh, the who's going to be the number two seed in my opinion in the in the in on, in the AFC and we got yeah. we got to still put the Chiefs as the favorite there. Yeah, undoubtedly. Uh, I don't know even know if there's a line out on that game yet, but I I mean it's going to be. Uh, I'm seeing Ravens minus three and a half. I think it's at Baltimore. I don't. I do not like that as a Ravens fan. I you got to love the Steelers there. Uh, it don't matter really if these teams are good or bad. It's always a close game and. Really, the Steelers are really good, so yeah. I don't – especially that that no crowd there in Baltimore, I don't know. Uh, we just hit on the Patriots. They got to travel up to Buffalo. You got to think Buffalo is going to be on a revenge game here. They're, they're going to be fired up, ready to annihilate the Patriots. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, um, I, look, I really look forward to uh, 
I really look forward to put it to the Jets this week. Um, coming off a couple losses against two really good football teams in Kansas City and Tennessee, and I really kind of look forward to I expected them to stretch their legs a little bit against the Jets this past week, but that didn't happen. Um, didn't look great. Um, Josh Allen's kind of not found that rhythm he had the first few weeks of the season. Um, the Jets played them pretty tough, man. So I was kind of surprised by that. So I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I definitely don't see him blowing out New England by any means. Um, I could look for that and see that being just kind of a tough, hard-nosed football game. Um, that, that stretches into the fourth quarter. But you never know with New England's quarterback situation. So it could get ugly um, if things don't work out there. Um, the, the game that really sticks out to me from, from a fantasy perspective is uh, Green Bay, Minnesota. Um, two teams that have got really good offenses, uh, really concentrated usage on offense. We saw Devontae Adams just, just destroy it this past week with Aaron Jones out. We can look for more of the same. Um, if Jones remains out, and on Minnesota, um, their their usage is also concentrated with uh, Thielen and the rookie Justin Jefferson blowing up uh, a guy you know something about. So that that's definitely a, a game I'm going to be circling next week, fantasy wise. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, pin their ears back and let it go. Uh, good call on that. Uh, a game I'm wanna I can't wait to see. Uh, really from a fan perspective is uh Tua starting his first game at home against the LA Rams. Great yeah. idea, Dolphins. Not only gonna bench <laughs> a guy that's eighth in the overall fantasy league, we're gonna bring in a previously injured quarterback to play against the most lethal defensive line in the league, the LA Rams. So this should be interesting. But hey, uh I think the hope was all along get him in after after the bye week. But I can't think that this is a good idea. Uh Really interesting timing on that, man. Yeah. Um, really interesting timing. Really surprising. Um, I've talked on this show before about how I think Brian Flores is a good coach, how I think that organization's heading in the right direction. Um, but this one's kind of puzzling. I mean, I know that two is obviously the long-term plan, um, but you kind of have to wonder with, with the way Fitzpatrick's played, the way that team's played, uh, their record, just numerous factors. The matchup, like you said, against Aaron Donald and the Rams, um, it's just kind of curious, kind of curious timing, and I think it puts a lot of pressure on Tua. Um, you know, if he if he comes in, steps in with maybe Fitz is having a bad game or puts a couple of bad games together, um, Tua rolls in there um, with fairly low expectations. But this kind of puts a ton of pressure on the rookie. Um, and maybe the only way um, I've talked with some friends, and and one of them said, you know, maybe Tua is playing so well in practice that they can't keep him off the field. Um, so, I mean, you know, that's also something worth considering. We don't know what's going on in practice and, and just how, how he's looked. I mean, this, this kid was a, was a generational top college quarterback. Um, so, you know, maybe he is just that good that they feel that he's actually the, the best chance they have to continue this season. Um, but, yeah, really, really interesting. Look forward to seeing that. Great, great point on the Dolphins. Absolutely. I mean, you got to think as good as Jalen Hurts was, Heisman Trophy winner, uh, national championship winner uh, at, at Alabama, they benched him for this guy. Uh, I mean, just uh, probably unseen before, you know, somebody that bench clout gets benched for this guy that they obviously saw something in practice with it. So you might be right. I mean, he might just be that good that they got to bring him in. So I don't know. Uh, last game I'm going to bring up is uh, Sunday night football. Headed to Philadelphia, the Dallas Cowboys, which we already touched on, a seven-point underdog 
after the Phillies go in there and drill them this week, it'll pretty much uh, – this is going to be kind of a test for Philly, I think. There's we, a lot we of think, uh, We think NBC's on the phone trying to flex out of that game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel <laughs> like, you know – People still watch though because it's it's the Eagles and the Cowboys. So exactly. Yeah, absolutely, they will. Um, they're no matter if the Cowboys don't win a game, they're still sold out every game. So I mean, they're American football team. But anyway, a lot of questions around Philadelphia. Around Carson Wentz every week had an unbelievable game last week to bring him on a comeback to beat the Giants. Uh, I'm wondering this week what we're going to see out of this game. Uh, I mean, honestly, the Eagles should go in there and win by 20. So. Uh, the way that Dallas has been playing. Do we even know who's even playing quarterback? I mean, I can't, is, is Andy Dalton alive right now? <laughs> you see I that. imagine he has to be in, in concussion protocol. Uh, <laughs> you know, he, he got, mur- got murdered on the field yesterday. Um, so we, we have to imagine he's in concussion pro- protocol and at best questionable to play um, this coming week. And shoot, the way he's played, they might be better off rolling with the rookie. Uh, I think Danucci's his name that they would probably have to roll with. And, and you might even see Dallas looking to sign a vet or something um, if, if the Dalton situation doesn't improve. Um, so, yeah, I mean, really interesting. Wentz, I'm always fascinated by. Uh, I really thought the guy was going to be a superstar in the NFL a couple of years ago. Uh, watching him play, he was having, a, having an MVP caliber season before he got hurt that year and Foles came in and they won the Super Bowl. And Wentz has just never really regained that form consistently. He's, he's flashed it. Um, like you said, last week, he closed out that game, man. I mean, just absolutely put the team on his back and carried them to a win. Um, but what about the first part of the game when he looked absolutely pedestrian out there against the New York Giants? Um, so you just really don't know uh, from one drive to the next, much less one game to the next with, with Carson Wentz. Absolutely. And, yeah, we're going to be keeping our eyes on Washington football team and the Philadelphia Eagles over the next few weeks because – one of them is going to emerge. Uh, like I said, uh, the team that gets the first team to get the six wins might win that division, which is somebody's got to win it, man. Somebody's got to win it. <laughs> exactly right. Um, you know, other than that, that's about all I got um, for us next week. Uh, the only injury to be talking about really is Christian uh, Christian uh, McCaffrey. Is he coming back or not? Who knows. Uh, what about with Minnesota? Are we going, is the question is still question mark around uh, Dalvin Cook? Yeah, I haven't seen anything on that yet. Um, so we we've got, definitely got some running backs with question marks. Um, there's still some questions lingering around Joe Mixon in Cincinnati. Um, I don't think it's been made clear what's going to happen with him. Um, Aaron Jones as well. Not sure. Dalvin Cook. Not sure. Um, so we got a lot of question marks, man, when it comes to to running backs in in this league. Um, it's going to be interesting, um, especially from DFS purposes. Um, when these backups come in, you always have to consider them. Um, they certainly performed well this week, but we can expect their prices to be bumped. Um, so that'll, that'll give you some tougher decisions in DraftKings uh, this week. And we'll just kind of keep an eye out and see if any more value opens up, kind of like it did in week uh, seven. Absolutely. Yeah, Joe went from not having a running back to having three running starting running backs. And about <laughs> now I'm back to none again. <laughs> yeah, back, back to none. So, uh, Craziness, man. Crazy. Yep, absolutely. Uh, uh, I was really looking for some uh, some decent running back uh, play from uh, the Chargers out of the Kelly. Uh, How good is that kid? How good is Justin? Well, I, yeah, but I mean, he is good, but it just his stat line was just not there this past week. I was looking for a breakout week uh, from one of those two separate from the other one, and 
They, oh, the quarterback, Herbert. Justin oh, Herbert. oh, Herbert. Yeah, yeah, Herbert. He, yeah. He torched it. He put 41 yeah. DraftKings points. Yeah, no, Herbert plays. He's the real deal. That's, uh, that's, he's been super impressive. We, we yeah. talked about Burrow. We touched on Tua, but, uh, Herbert has been super impressive. Absolutely. For a guy that we didn't even expect, expect to play this year. Absolutely. Leave it to the, the NFL doctors to puncture a lung while we're sticking a legal or hashtag possibly allegedly legal pain medication in a, in the rib cage of an NFL player. So, anyway, that was uh, week seven. Can't wait for week eight. Uh, my name's Andrew Powers. This is Joe Nice. You have listened to the Turd Fantasy Golf Podcast Sunday Stroll Edition. See you next week. Go!